Hello, it's Jill Woodmore Welsh here from Reading in Berkshire. Just recording another short lesson in the Body Sensing and Movement Awareness series. Remember that if you have a health problem and you're not sure whether you should do these movements or not, please do check with your physician first before you try them out. But remember, you can always do the movements in your imagination so that you can think through what it is that we're doing with the lesson, even if you're not really very sure whether you should be doing it physically. But always take care. So the lesson that we're going to be doing today is actually in lying. So take some time to go and find yourself a space. It may be you want to set, um, turn off this recording. It may be that you want to just um, get yourself down onto the floor or onto a bed or whatever and just get yourself comfortable. This lesson is a very simple lesson because I'm going in to see someone later on today. I often get asked to go in by families when they've had an elderly relative who's had a fall and the elderly relative is often very scared. The particular relative that I'm going to see today is someone's mum. She's 83 years old and she had a dislocated shoulder back in November of 2016 and this recording is in March 2017. So that's quite a while I and mean, we're four months or so since she had the original injury and the reason that the family have asked me to go in and see her is because since she came home from hospital she's, she's just too scared to stand. So before she went into hospital, before she had the fall, she was deteriorating, she was losing her balance. But since she's uh, been in hospital, she's completely lost her, her confidence. So one of the reasons to do this recording, to put it out there, is also because as a Feldenkrais trained practitioner, but also with a background as a physiotherapist, I'm often thinking about what sorts of things this person might be able to do and might not be able to do. One of the very helpful and useful ways to approach something like this is to actually almost imagine whereabouts the person would be able to do things. A lying down is a very safe place to be. Let's imagine I go in and see this client today and I say to her, hey, let's get you up and standing and see how you get on with it well, the chance is that she's going to be quite scared. So what I'm going to do when I go in and see her today, first of all, is just to make her feel relaxed, just to make her feel confident and comfortable and relaxed. And then I'm just going to explore a little about what it is that she's actually feeling confident and comfortable to do. It might be that when I go in and see her today, she isn't even comfortable to move the arm that she hurt when she dislocated the shoulder. Um, it might be that she is too scared to lie on that side. She might even be too scared to, to roll around in bed worrying that the thing is going to dislocate again. So what I'm going to do is start right at the beginning with her. And imagine, if you go right back to babyhood, imagine yourself lying in the crib. You're lying there, nobody is around, and you've got your curiosity. You've got some noise maybe you can hear. Maybe there's some lights flashing on the ceiling from, I don't know, some light bouncing through, whatever. But as you're lying there, as you're just lying there in a comfy way, 
if you need to bend your legs up to be comfy or put a pillow under your head or something similar. Just have a little look around your room, the room that you're lying in right now, that's right. And as you're looking around, just, just glancing, just, just notice what sorts of things that you can see. And imagine if you were a young baby and you were lying down, just look at what they might see. Sometimes when we use our eyes, when we use our visual sense, as we get older, we already make so many judgments about things. We judge that, um, you know, 3D, something is in front of something else. As you look around, just look at this in a fresh way. Have a look, say, if there are some pictures with glass. Maybe when you look at those pictures, you might see a reflection of a window. You might see some movement that's taking place outside the window, but you're seeing it through the glass. And just have a little look around. See what catches your interest. That's right. Just spend a couple of minutes doing that. Not minutes, seconds. And as you look around, just notice which way you like to turn your head, where it feels more comfortable. Does it feel easier to turn and look towards the right side? Is it easier to turn to look towards the left side? What about if you try to look down towards your feet? How far can you see? You're obviously doing all of these movements very gently and kindly and noticing your breathing as you're doing it. So notice how much effort you're having to put in or you're choosing to put in. Just go steady, go slow. Can you look up? So if you were to look behind you, if you imagine you're just moving your head back a little bit to try and see what's just behind you. So imagine you were lying there and you were just being curious. You just wanted to have a good look around this room. It might even be that if you think back to if you had children yourself, and I know certainly I used to, I used to put pictures inside the crib of uh, my children. I'd put postcards and things, different things, so they had something different to look at. And I'd put toys, and you have things like mobiles that you put up that have music. And um, oftentimes, what happens is that as you as you hear the sound of the mobile, you hear the little tune, and something's going round. You see it, uh, the baby gets really excited, trying to see if they can reach, trying to see if they can move in towards the direction of what it is they can see or what it is that catch it captures their interest and enthusiasm. So today, that's it. Just leave that alone and have a rest. So today when I go in and have a look at my client, one of the things I'm going to be wanting to do is I'm actually going to have a look and see how her bedroom is configured. Because I'm curious when I go in, I'm going to be really interested to see how everything's had to be changed. Because when I go in today, I understand that this lady is now having to be hoisted out of bed. Two people are having to put her into a hoist in the morning. She's being hoisted in and out of bed. She's got a chair that she sits in. And so one of the things I'm going to be really interested in is how is this room set up now? What can she see? Can she see anything out of the window? Does she have anything that she can look at? Apart from the television, of course, because sometimes TV isn't very positive. Can she see out of the window? Can she see through into a different part of the house? What is it like for her in this bed? When she's lying in this bed and she knows she can't get up on her own, 
What does it feel like for her to be lying there? Where does she have her bell that she reaches out and, and rings? Most most times people have a little, um, like a little dinner bell, little bronze dinner bell, something like that, that they can ring. Uh, or it might even be she can use her mobile phone. So I'm going to be really curious. And I'm going to start off by asking her just to have a look around. I'm going to be looking around, but I want to have a look at her looking around. And as she's looking around, and you can come back, to doing your looking around again. Start to notice as you begin to look to your right and maybe begin to start to cast your eyes a little bit up and down, maybe looking down towards your feet, towards your right and see if you can see your feet. Or what sort of action or activity would you need to do in order to be able to see your feet? Would you actually have to use a lot of tummy muscle activity or, or would you just sort of roll a little bit? Would you sort of curl up and bring your feet up towards you? And allow yourself just to roll the other way, maybe, and see what it's like just to roll this way and curl up and, and see where your feet are. And imagine you were a baby just reaching out down, maybe towards your knees or something. What would it be like just to reach your hands down towards your knees? And just explore this sort of very um, almost primitive uh, movement of just rolling a little from one side to the other in order for you to be able to really see, really, really see what it is that is there in front of you. So really looking with your eyes and almost looking at every single fold in the fabric of the clothing that you're wearing, really being interested and reaching out with your hands and touching and feeling those different textures, noticing the colours and noticing how you might be curious to actually put your fingers on those different colours just to feel what those different colours are like because babies wouldn't know whether the different colours were the same or if they were different. And then just come to relax again. Allow yourself just to be long, be resting on your back. I don't think I said that at the beginning. So it could have been you came and lay on your front. You could probably do everything that we've done so far from your front as well. And as you're lying, just gazing ahead of you, just lying still, notice without, without doing anything much, just notice if you don't move your head, if you just move your eyes, how far you can see from side to side without actually beginning to start to engage the movement of turning your head. So if you just move the eyes one way and then the other, notice how far you can see, and then looking up and looking you maybe even circle them around so you look to your left, look above, to your right and down. And imagine what it would be like for somebody if they'd had a stroke. Some people have a stroke and maybe a spinal cord injury, maybe a brain injury, and they can't move. They're just lying in bed. And sometimes in intensive care, they put lots of pictures on the ceiling so people have something to look at. Imagine what it would be like just to be lying there and hearing noises, say, behind your head, up above you, and not actually be able to look up and see any further than maybe just above the top of your head. And then imagine looking down and see how far you can see. Can you see your feet? Can you see your body? If you're lying like this, you look to your eyes and your left. Can you actually see? What can you see? Can you see your shoulders? 
How much can you see if you don't move your head at all? And then in your own time, begin to start to allow yourself to bring that head movement in nice and gently. And notice the changes and differences it makes if you begin to start to involve the movement of the turning of your head. Notice how much further you can see. Notice how much more you can take in. And notice what it's like just to turn easily, easily to the right and to the left as you turn your eyes to look to the right and the left. But again, remember, sometimes people have a stroke or they have surgery or something similar and they just can't turn. So maybe, maybe you could just choose one side. Maybe they're turning to the right side or turning the left side and you can choose whichever side it is. And you can imagine that you can't actually turn your head you can turn your eyes, and as you're turning your eyes, maybe as you turn your head to the right, you can turn your head to your right and you can look with your eyes, and then you come to the center, but then you can only move your eyes to the left. Maybe you can't turn your head at all. Notice how that restricts your movement. And that's with your muscles working naturally. Sometimes when people have a stroke, the muscles on one side just don't work. So when they want to try to move their eyes over to look to one side, they physically can't do it. And this can have an enormous impact on their visual field. So imagine what it would be like to just not be able to turn your eyes to the left, let's say. So you can't turn your head to the left and you can't turn your eyes to the left. Just imagine how little you'd be able to see on your left-hand side. Very little at all. So if somebody was standing there next to you, you might not know they were there. If someone was standing next to you offering you a, a cup of tea or a drink, or if you had a phone or something similar to your left-hand side, or whichever side it might be that you were affected, you might not see any of those things. So none of that might be interesting anymore. So imagine if all you were able to see on one was one-sided. You might have a tendency just to always look to that side and actually to forget that you had one side at all. So as you begin to start to explore these movements with your eyes, one thing that I would like you to do is just to think about how many people that you know, older people that you know, who've maybe got problems with their vision. It might be that they've got problems with cataracts or macular degeneration. It might be that they just have age-related, uh, long, short-sighted problems, etc. And imagine what it would be like to be one of those people who have problems with their visual field. Somebody who could maybe only see what is effectively a small tunnel, a vision, or someone who was um, losing some of their central vision, or somebody who had spots and marks on their visual field so that they actually couldn't see a great deal at all. Or maybe they just become very, very short-sighted to the extent that they just can't even see to the end of the bed. Our visual field is really important and the way we see things is really important. And so when I go in and see my client today, one of the places that I'm going to start with her is I'm going to be beginning to start to think about what she can see, what a visual field is like, what she looks and sees when she turns her head from side to side. She's got good visual field, 
but there's nothing exciting or interesting for her to see. She's not really going to be motivated to move and turn. And because our eyes are so important when it comes to us orientating ourselves in space, we've got to be able to see what's in front, we've got to be able to use our whole system for our balance. Then when I go and see my client this afternoon, I'm going to be really interested in finding out how she sees, what she sees, whether she can turn, how exciting and interesting the things are around her. Maybe you could play with that too. Maybe when you're in lying today, later on in your bed, you can have a look around your bedroom and just notice what you see. Notice whether your bedroom is interesting or exciting. Notice where you have to look to turn to see your clock or where the window is. Maybe also in sitting. You would do the same when you're sitting at your desk. And just notice what you can see. And notice if any of it is interesting enough for you to look out, say, through a window. And just enjoy it. Thank you very much. And I look forward to you joining me today. And if you'd like to know more, I'm going to be running some adaptive Feldenkrais principles uh, training, which is quite fun. And I'm going to be doing that in the UK, but I'm hoping also to maybe do some online. And if you want to join me on my Feldenkrais download page, you're welcome to come and join in. There's quite a big group now, but nearly a thousand people and it's growing. And if you've got any feedback, leave it below this. I'd love to know how you get on playing with the visual field. And if you'd like to know more, you can always contact me through my website. Take care. Bye.